baby, we got a wild one for you this week. We talk it's about FOMO, baby. FOMO. I do shed a singular tear about not being able to go to a party. <laughs> we had a great time. I'll give you the rundown about my uh my my party times here in Los Angeles, California. Um we And I about, complain. We talk about the film Catfight. Mm-hmm. And um Meatball is about to get canceled for policing people's art. It's happening. I never wanted to be a cop, but here I am. <laughs> Give me the badge. Goodbye. I, you know I want a badge and a gun. Well. All right. Okay. Uh, enjoy the episode, everyone. Oh, goodbye. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Okay, bitch. I see you. Bitch. I used to watch you stupid little fuck you, not so fuck you, dirty little fuck you, stupid little fuck. Welcome to Sunday's second week to remove all you bought, and that's Big Dipper. Hello. How are things? You're in a spiral, but feeling good, feeling lovely, feeling great. I think I'm feeling fine today. You know, I'm just gonna try to find someone to rhyme some stone something for me over the weekend because I'm not gonna do it, and I can't do it, and I'm busy. <laughs> Here, here are some things about me. I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it, and I'm busy. <laughs> It's that thing where it's like, I want it to look nice, and I could do it, but it will take me seven or eight times as long as it would take to just find someone who can make it look nice. Right. Especially with rhinestoning. I thought you could just throw stones on something and be like, oh, it's shiny. But, like, truly, when you look at it, it's like, oh, the placement matters. The spacing matters. It it totally does. And, you know, I think it's interesting because I, I remember the first time I got something stoned, and the person offered me all of these options. They were like, well, do you want it to like trickle out this way? Do you want it to look like this? Do you want? And I was like, oh, I really thought it was like people just get stoned and then sit there with a glue stick and stone things. Well, with E6000, you can't use a glue stick. Well, sure, of course. Not the case, mama. Hey, let me ask you a question. Get into it, bitch. Do you... Are you the kind of doll? Are you the kind of doll that has a budget? I'm not, I'm talking about personal in your life. Like, are you like I like to spend oh, this like, much on my groceries? I like to spend this much on my. Yes, there is a budget, but it wasn't like I set out and was like, I'm only going to spend this amount of money. It was like after during the pandemic when we like things just started to seem like they were happening in rote over and over and over. I started realizing like, oh, this is about how much I spend on groceries each week. And if I'm going to cook something special, I know that it's going to be 50 or $60 more than what that budget is. Now for costuming and fabrics and such as I try, I truly do. go to those $3 a yard places in downtown and just hunt. But I have been known to spend upwards of $25 a yard on fabric. But that's... Most of the time I'm I'm keeping it like... Like say, for instance, tonight at Precinct. It's the 90s party. Uh It's a monthly party. The drag show is a big part of it, but it's not the whole part of it. So if I was going to do like 
an homage to somebody, I wouldn't try to find the most expensive version of that fabric. I would be like, eh, give me the six or seven dollars a yard version. Right. I guess I'm more thinking about life. I do have a budget, bitch. I had to walk into Apple Store with a budget, and I was like, "These are the things I need, and this is how much money I'm willing to spend on it." This Make is it what I want to spend. This is what I want to spend. Make it work for me, Dylan. You bring those painted little nails over here and point at this iPad. You were like, "Cause what I'll give you at home is a point and a point." So you said, "Who in this Apple Store can give me that good point?" No, I don't know. I did I've run been into a, a lot drag queen this. at that Apple Store. I've been thinking a lot about, what'd you say? I ran into a drag queen at that Apple store. In drag? No. Her drag was amazing. It was these tight khaki pants. It was this blue t-shirt with an Apple logo on it. Just titties perky. High ponytail, glasses. She was giving She's All That walking down the stairs. The drag was on point, honey. (laughs) Even down to the part where she could not help me. She was really in character that day. She said, I'm so sorry, but I cannot you know what the, the wild thing about the Apple Store is all of the design is so like ergonomic that like they just like press the side of a table and like a printer pops out where they like print you a receipt and they just like they like touch all these like secret buttons and like a cable appears from somewhere and you're like girl what is going on with this table who built this It's full of all these secrets secrets and their spires secrets in their spires honey and also they also they have like um holsters for their iphones on their pockets and every iphone in that store has a weird attachment and none of them do the same thing i was looking at one lady being like you can't help me check out and she was holding an ipad and she was like no i can't but he can't over there and he had to pull out an iphone i was like we gotta get out of here I feel like there was a moment at the beginning of the Apple stores when they were doing remote checkout. Like it used to be you had to go up to like the front area and they like checked you out on a computer. And then when they started doing remote checkout, I don't think they were using iPhones. I think they were using like, I mean, this could all be some fake memory that I have, but I feel like they were using some device that all you did was like swipe a credit card. It was, you know, it was like a point of sale device, but it was like, not an iPad or not an iPhone. And they were like quickly like, no, no, we have to come up with our own like internal software and programming for, because what would it look like if we're all walking around here with little Androids swiping your credit card to, to sell you an overpriced iPad. Yeah. Or we have to like, they walk up to like a computer and it's Adele. Yes. And she's like rolling in the deep. Rolling How does rolling in the deep, in the deep go? That's not rolling in the deep. And I said fire to the rain. Oh, that's to the rain. Rolling in the deep from fire yeah. to the rain. Okay, so let's talk about love Adele. some things. Let's talk about you last night, honey. Let's talk about everything you got up to that I didn't get to go to. So you I were invited to... to an... Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, I went to a party at the home of some of the founders of World of Wonder last night. Um, it was a charity event. So I received an email. I'm on a list. Lovely gal. The invite was a charity event for you. <laughs> yes. They were like, you know what? Let's do some charity. Let's get Dipper over here at a party. <laughs> no, I received an invite and it was like, hey, we cordially invite you to this thing in order to secure your spot. Donate below. And it had some like 
amounts to donate. And some of them were very high and some of them were more reasonable. And I donated and I put two down because I figured you and I would go to the event. And I was ready to go. And I was ready to do so until I was not. Um, I had an outfit picked out and an alcohol of choice in my purse. It was a it was like a fundraising event for um uh an organization that does like a lot of work around uh foster care and like okay. placing children into homes. And on the microphone they said they raised um a quarter of a million dollars at the party last night from donations. Good for them. That's incredible. So I think there were a lot of people who it, the the party was a really interesting mix because it said it was hosted by RuPaul, Ross was Matthew. She there? Yeah, Ru was, was there? there. Michelle was there. <gasps> Did you Ross talk to RuPaul? Was there. Carson was there. Did you talk to RuPaul? Randy and Fenton from World of Did Wonder you talk were to there. RuPaul? No. Uh, Did you talk to RuPaul? I said no. Oh, I asked Ru, twelve times. Ru was not mingling. Ru was away. So it was like I said, they were in a they were in a secret <laughs> spire in that house. No, Michelle was mingling, Ross was mingling, everyone else, everyone else was around. Um, and then uh and then you know uh <laughs> I'm Fenton, throwing a fit. Fenton gave us throwing a, a fit. Because Fenton and his husband Billy have adopted kids. And they worked with this organization called Extraordinary Families, and that's who the event was for. And so, uh, it, it, anyhow, they gave a speech, and then Michelle got on the mic and gave a speech, and was like, "I was adopted." Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was there; he's like on the board of the thing and one of the hosts. And Did like, you whatever. know, that new movie "Knock on the on the Cabin" is based on Finn and Billy's trip out to the cabin. Just kidding. Keep going. What cabin? Oh, you don't know that? It's a new movie. It's I saw the movie. Hey, I mean, I saw the teaser for the movie, The Knock at the Cabin Door. That movie took, in the trailer for The Knock at the Cabin Door, there are three, there are like three massive twists and turns. First, you're like, oh, gay family, gay bashing. And then you're just like, oh, not specifically gay bashing, just murder. And then they're like, you have to make a choice for the apocalypse. And you're like, so sci-fi thriller? Yeah. And then I'm like, maybe it's a cult? Also, tell me why in my memory of that, Neil Patrick Harris and his husband are playing that couple. Well, because you love Neil and David. You're just obsessed with them. I've done a lot of research on them. Okay, so, you know, the party was cool. The pool, a lot of it was in the backyard. And the, the, the amount of real estate next to the pool was not big. So we immediately were like... When we walked in the back, we were like, someone's going someone's gonna accidentally get knocked into this pool. Because it was like you had to like walk around the pool to get that to the me. bar. I would have gotten in the pool. I would have fallen in the pool. I saw Naomi Smalls, I saw Valentina, I saw Mayhem Miller. In drag out of drag. Uh Valentina was in a Luke. Naomi was out sure. of drag. Morgan and Mayhem were in drag. Moby was the DJ. Um and when Insane Michelle announced, Michelle was like, now let's all say two words, reveal yourself. And then like Rue came out from this like back gate and like hopped on the mic, made a speech and then left. So she was clearly not going to like mingle with anyone, but it was, it was yeah. fun. Everyone was there. I ran into a couple people that I know. Um, we took photos with the pit crew in their house of love undies. And, um, 
we got some swag bags. So this is for you, Meatball. This is a House of Love shimmering tote. And there's alcohol. I'm in a weird place where I'm like almost crying. <laughs> this is how upset I am. <laughs> there's, I mean, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. The party was not fun. It was like 90 minutes. No, but you minutes. know one of my favorite things to do is go to an event and then like be a fucking nightmare. Like show up, get drunk, 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 be a well, nightmare so and leave. Well, so when I ran into to Morgan, she was like, where's your partner in crime? And I was like, yeah, I know. She was supposed to be here and was it? And Morgan pointed to this like balcony. She was like, oh, girl, she would have been up there jumping into the pool, screaming from the top of the thing, over there swinging by the ice cream machines. And like, you know, like. Ice cream machine? No, 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 sorry. Ice cream station. There were pinball machines in an ice cream station. But I have these. No, um, my body, I'm like not okay. Oh, this is non alcoholic. Ginger mule, non alcoholic. Um, This is pomegranate lime vodka. I'll give that one to you. And then. Oh, so these are new flavors there, right? I think so. Oh, and then this one is. Tangerine margarita. So these can all be for you. Oh. My also my new favorite thing is I was at a show, Tony Soto's Learn the Words Bitch the other day, and the prize was a was a package of those. But those are new, but now they're putting a born on date. Yes. Not a sell by date. Okay, yes. I was gonna say these are all born this way. These were born <laughs> these were all born in April. These, baby, those were born this way. Okay, the last thing about this party that was wild is I met Chaz Dean. You know Chaz Dean from all the billboards? I love Chaz Dean. And when we were leaving, so we met Chaz. Chaz sort of like knew the person that I was with. And they were all having conversation. Um, they, They all had long hair and flat brimmed hats. It was like Chaz, his friend, and the person I was with. My friend all had these like flat brim hats and a, long hair. A, an you know Amish that LA family, look, if you yeah. Will. Um, all bearded, all long hair, all have flat brim hats. And um, when we were leaving, I wasn't ex- like I didn't know what they were handing out at the door, but I was like, I'm taking a fucking swag bag. I'm leaving like a you know a, a multi million dollar mansion in ho- in in LA. With celebrities at Where this was the party. Ba- were the bathrooms indoor? Did they get porta potties outside? I did or, not use like a-, a bathroom while I was there. Is there like a pool house? I think it was the pool house. Like when we went to uh, yeah. Nicole's house. Um, yeah. So they were handing out bags and one of them was really heavy. And I was like, bitch, this is just going to be full of like goodies. I was like, maybe there's an iPad in here. I really was like expecting so much. Can I show you what this bag is? It's just a mirror. Or a bunch a stack of magazines they're trying to get rid of that have a faint odor. It's all Chaz Dean products. Oh, it is. You know, I met Chaz Dean when I was doing those old Hornet videos. When here's the thing, I don't think that okay, I don't want to speak ill of Chaz Dean because he was very nice to me when I met him. But I mean, so there was a many lawsuit bottles. about that. The original hair care products. We'll get, send them over here. Actually, probably they probably won't work on my hair texture. Yeah, and my thought was deep conditioning or heavy moisturizer or something. There were oh restorative facial night cream from Bella Spirit. Wow. 
fragrance. Well, that'll be great, I'm gonna bring this to Delta. Facial. I'm gonna give this fragrance to Delta. Oh yeah, give Delta whatever she needs. Give it all to Delta. Well, she's bald. There's pink lemonade and fresh apple. Oh, give them all to Delta. Let her do a mom special where she just does that with Chaz Dean. But I thought it was so funny because I was like, this is, and like, what is this? This like gift box? Fresh apple soy wax candle. Um, but I was He's like. making a lifestyle. Girl, I don't Chaz know if you Dean, know this, but Chaz know. Dean's like hair studio is like a bunch, is like a set of like seven or eight bungalows. So when you go get your haircut, you get your own, like, bungalow to sit in and relax in while you wait. I loved when he introduced himself to me, who was like, I'm Chaz Dean. I was like, bitch, you better go off. Um, My friend who I was with said, you're like the Angeline of the 2000s. And Chaz didn't laugh. Because he's on so many billboards everywhere. Oh, I know. I see him daily. When When I drive down Western, you can't not see him three times. And he's doing that thing that I love that hairdressers do to long hair, where they their hands are outstretched. How do you describe the motion? We're both doing oh, it. Oh, you take your hands like little spiders, and then they put it, it underneath on the, the hair, and then like zhuzh it. At the root, yeah. and shake it. It's sort of like a violent shake. Oh, it's the best. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll take a break on that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think, like, that's just how my brain works or, like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change. And you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back. Now tell and then me. after the party, oh, yeah. you went to... Then we went to the, the bourbon, bourbon room, room where Alaska held her um Alaska held her album release event. Release party. 
which was really fun. Um, was it like Beyonce's where she just played her album from top to bottom and drank the whole time? Or did she perform? They played the album like three or four times on loop while we were just like sitting there. And there was like a VIP reception that started earlier and they played the music video, which is out now. The one I worked on with Kane, that's Alaska and Bosco and Dusk and Abora. And they like covered Alaska's car in mud. And by they, I mean me. Well, Kane, but I helped. Um, So (laughs) then Alaska performed with some dancers and then Jan sang and Laguna Blue sang, and then they did a song together. And then uh, this guy named Alex Chapman DJed for a little bit. It was really cute. Willem was there. I saw Kane. Um, Christopher Kane. Ab- <laughs> Christopher Kane. Uh, Honey Honey Davenport was in the house. Love um, Honey Davenport. I saw Nick Laughlin. I saw Assad from afar. I saw a fair number of people from afar. I don't really like Asad being that social. Assad from afar. That's you know sexy. I saw Assad from I afar. I saw Assad from yeah, afar. Yeah, I saw Assad one night when I was out with, when I went to Hart. Was it from afar? No, it was from a close. He was he was being held afar, very upset that he was not in VIP. Oh, and he was like, I'm sorry. I don't understand what, sometimes at Hart, so, it's so weird with the wristbands. There's like three different colors. I think I was given the wrong one. Oh, because it wasn't the best one. Yeah, and I was, like, standing up there, and I was like, I don't belong up here. Like, there's actually, like, real people up here. Um, so, how was it? It was really fun. I mean... How's the I, album? The album's great. Like, let's be honest. I don't know that Alaska... Alaska might be too busy to still listen to our show. She occasionally will, like, say random things from our show to us. So, I think she does listen. But, you know, it was really interesting. Her album was meant to come out... Aline. Almost a year ago. Yes, I remember. And then, there was a huge tour planned back then. Right. And then they had to postpone the tour because of Omicron. And so now the tour is coming out. So they oh did the smart God. they did the smart thing, which is let's hold the album until just before we go out on tour. So now they release the album. She goes on you know, the musical opens next week, then she goes on tour right after. It's like it's all a very smart rollout, but I've been hearing this music and aware of a lot of this music for a while now. Oh. Uh, you know, it's a very long lead because she put out Wow, she put out um Beautiful Night for Breakdown, she put out like Girls I don't even know if Girls Night is on the album or not. She put out um uh I see red. I see red. Uh I see red which and, she admitted to is about killing someone. <laughs> yes, girl. This album is rough stuff. She's getting tapping into her rage in those early two thousands vibe. Anyhow, I it's great. It's full of bops. The songwriting is killer. Everything is like really memorable and fun. And the newest song or the video that we did um with her is for this Ace of Bass cover, All That She Wants. All that she wants is another baby. That's right. She's gone tomorrow. Is that it? Mm-hmm. She's gone tomorrow. But let me tell you, Hollywood, baby, that's crazy down there at night. It's like college. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what's even worse is sometimes when I would leave, for me to leave WeHo, I have to go back east and, like, driving through West Hollywood and Hollywood at night. 
is insane. The children are raucous. I'm like, who is having a quiet dinner party and going to bed at a reasonable hour? I had some boy that I was just trying to like socialize with. My new thing is just let's be friends. I'm just trying to let's be friends with everybody. And I had I this have time for that. I, I had this boy that I was trying to be friends. I was trying to be friends with. And um, I know I'm just wildly hypocritical. I've said so many times on this show, I don't need any new friends. <laughs> now I I'm know, just trying to be friends with everybody. Um, <clears throat> this boy, we were supposed to get together on Wednesday. And he was like, oh, I have friends in town. I'm sorry. I can't hang out because um, we have dinner. But I could meet up later. And I was like, sure, like 930, 10 o'clock. We could meet at the Eagle for like, you know, an hour and a half. Be home by midnight. And he was like, oh, no, I meant, like, meet at midnight. I was like, on a Wednesday? On a Wednesday? That's, no. He's in his That's 20s. not trying to be friends. That's, like, setting up for a hookup. I don't think so. He just was like, I have to do this dinner party, and then I'll be free after. Oh, so maybe the dinner party was, like, started at 9. Oh, that's so crazy to me. Girl, this is not New York City. And I am not in my 20s. Though I could be a night owl if I just rearranged my day. I Yeah, one of my good friends, literally just any night of the week, for no reason, nothing's keeping them up. They just go to bed at 4 a.m. Right. There are and some people who live their life And they wake up at like, like one or two, and that's just like their life. And I, I get that that works for them, but I hate doing shit past noon. Tell like, me about If it. I have to run errands or do anything, I'd love to get it all done in the morning. I want to be up at... I want to be... Up at ba, ba, ba. I'm usually up at six or seven these days as an old man. What else do we have to talk about? Well, I want to bring up something. When I was driving last night, I have a whole list here. When I was driving last night, I I have two two stories from last night that I'm curious about. One is when I was driving at an intersection, there was a man in headphones, full sweatpants, like workout sort of gear. Cock. No, no it's not cock story. Um, uh, he looked kind of 80s. You know, like, like rolled up, cuffed, you know, in socks and like a sweatsuit, like just a generic sweatsuit. Sort of jogging in place in an intersection with a huge cross that says Jesus saves on the cross. No. Nope. Now my question is like, what is Why the was goal? I in for a like minute? I wanna like follow them home and see like, whew, great two hours out there. Like, is the goal doing cardio? Cause again, jogging in place sort of like you know, raising that sign up and down. What's in the headphones? What's the mindset? And then what do you okay. do when you go home? And what do you do? Like, oh, got to hit a new intersection tomorrow. Like, what is that person's existence? Okay, okay. I just had this thought because I just recently watched that movie Little Nicky with Adam the Sandler. The Adam Sandler film? Yeah, okay. Just follow me on this and I'm going to land right where you were. Okay. Okay. I saw that movie, and in it, there was, like, a guy who, when Little Nicky comes to Earth, his first reaction is like, oh, my God, you're the devil, you're the devil, you're the devil, and he ran away, and everyone thought that that guy was crazy. And then I was driving on Franklin, where the old uh, fellow barber is or whatever, and there's a guy that stands there now holding a sign that says, like, Jesus loves. And, like, as I drove by, he, like, gave me a thumbs up and looked at me. And I was like, that's weird. And so in my mind, I was like, Maybe mm-hmm. this is him being like, I was like, maybe he is tapped into something that we don't get. And like, this does make, I mean, it makes him feel good. 
But I don't understand, again, what drives a person to get up in the morning and stand on a street corner and hold up a sign other than something is telling them to do that. And, like, is it, are they crazy? Well, I think there is a thing in, like, religion, and I think more specifically in Christianity, but um, I think there is a thing about, like, recruiting. And it's not really called recruiting or grooming. It's mostly called, like, sharing the word of the Lord or, like, sharing the way of Jesus Christ or whatever. But I think there is, like, a part of it where the people go, oh, I feel better or God sees me better if I'm out here spreading the word of the Lord. Because they're, again, they're not trying to raise money. They're not trying to take you anywhere. They're just trying to let people know that, hey, guess what? Jesus saves. Yeah, but then Girl it's like, saves what? there's got to be a, a more proactive way to 20%? get that word out. Who knows? I mean, imagine if, like, your job, maybe you're not good at public speaking. Maybe you don't have the wherewithal to, like, create a website using squarespace.com slash sloppy. Like, maybe all you do, like, the only way you can think to get the word out is to slowly etch Jesus saves into a two-by-four, strap another one on the back of it, and hit the streets. There's another guy in downtown LA. He's like the bicycle Viking. He'll just, in an intersection, just take it over and ride in big circles and just block traffic for like two or three lights until someone, you know, gets out and starts walking at him. And then he'll ride away. But it's like, what in the world? Why? Well, this is, there is, there is a drag connection here because remember. Who is that queen who used to dress up like the devil and lip sync? I mean, it wasn't a lot of makeup or anything. It was just like heels and a panty and she would carry and she used to perform at Bushwig and she would carry like her own speaker around. She's like a like a known entity. And now I think she was oh, just at decadence know. walking around New Orleans, but her entire gig is like gorilla style performance. Everyone knows who I'm talking about who's listening. Like, tag yeah, us. Yeah, I, for some reason, I, it's one of those things where I'm sure if I saw it, I'd. But her it. ministry <laughs> is to go out in the world and just do drag for ministry. people or just do lip yeah. syncs for people. You know what I mean? All right, let's take another break. All right, let's take a break. Okay, we are back, and I want to tell you I've been DMing a little bit with Ocean Kelly. I love Ocean Kelly. They're, you know they're going to be at Fat Slut Atlanta on October seventh. So get your tickets now. We're two weeks out from this party in Atlanta. It is two weeks away. I have heard through the it's grapevine that Out TV current Out TV star. Boomer Banks will be in town and attending Fat Slot. I've heard that another RuPaul's Drag Race winner may be attending as well. Oh, oh, oh! So they, we might have she, special guests when she's off work. When she's when she's done being the Disney star. 
<laughs> that's exciting. I actually don't know if she's coming. I just invited <laughs> her and she said, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, yes, well, I'm very excited. I've been DMing with Ocean Kelly and I believe there's a little, what the kids call, collab in the works. <gasps> so we might- A super secret project that will be dropped at Fat Slut? It's possible. At Lanta Pride? It's possible. At Venkman's? At Fat Slut? At Venkman's? So tell people, listen, oh, I do, tell people where they can get their tickets. You can go to ticketweb.com backslash event. <laughs> There's got to be a bit.ly or whatever those things are called. Yeah, we did this last time on the show, and then you didn't make one. Here's what. Just Google Fat Here's Slut. Here's what. You just literally Google Fat Slut Atlanta. Atlanta, and then TicketWeb comes up, and then you go buy your tickets. They're literally $20 for standing room. You're going to come in. You're going to have a good time. You're going to get drunk. We got special guests. Baby, I've selected the five. That's right. We're doing five sexy eating contestants. and You've already selected them? Sexy. Yeah, baby, these people emailed me a while ago, and I've made each one of them a personalized acceptance video <gasps> in full drag because I uh, feel like they deserve it. Amazing. And so they got their little acceptance videos uh, tonight, and if they're still coming, <laughs> I don't know if they are. I hope to see them there. I love this story. Um, and I wanted to say to you... Because Atlanta is happening, it's such a tight turnaround. You know, we have to, like, fly in and then fly back out and do the party, et cetera, et cetera. I have already reached out to uh, what the kids call a, uh, a sneaky link. I've already, I've already sort of made some arrangements. You don't like this, though. Don't like what? Planning sex. No, it's not my judge. But, but like if you're traveling, like listen, we're gonna fly in, I'll have that first night, and then the next day it's like we're probably gonna do a sound check, maybe, or go to the venue yeah. or like help you do something. And then Well, I do. You know, and then the party, and then we leave on the airplane. I'm like, I have to know exactly my uh, open time to have sex. Yeah, for a quick turnaround like this, I think, yeah, that makes the most amount of sense. But, like, say we're, like, traveling and we're somewhere for, like, three or four days. I don't see that. And it doesn't but mean also, just because I... Here's the thing. If you already got somebody, like, if you know somebody there that you've already met and hooked up with before, I don't think that there's anything wrong with dropping a line being like, I'm available this night. Yes. What are you? I'm staying at a okay, beautiful you. hotel with a strip club. Thank you. Thank you. And what oh. what I don't like is like if you're in town and you both live in LA, like being like, okay, Thursday at noon, I'm heading over, and it's like a week away. Like, who's to say? I do. It's like setting up an appointment for a haircut. I do it all the time. Let me tell you, I do it all the time. Um, uh, I had one little story from the the fancy party. With all the famous rich people that I wanted to ask you about, yeah, tell me because I immediately felt nervous. And then and I might, I might want to ask you a question that might stir something up. That's probably not good. <laughs> Should we just do yours instead? Because mine is stupid. Well, it's a question of programming. I want to talk about what happened at Fat Slut last week. Oh, okay, do it. Um. And it's no offense to anybody because I don't want to be that person because the last time someone did this, everyone got mad at them. But 
If I'm I running think it's a, a little show, more I think it's a little more nuanced how and why people were upset. And I think what you're about to say is not an upsetting thing to say. But I think but it is the same th- like to well, me it's it diff- is I think it's the different. Same thing. I think it's okay. different. So, let we um in the can- in the Chica- in the great Chicago cancellation of T-Rex, one of the things that they brought up was that they didn't like that she sent out like a little thing kind of describing what the show, what people like, like high energy numbers, keep it to a, a time minimum maybe, I don't know. But as a show producer and runner the, now, the specifics were it was more specifically cases of queens of color were told to do high energy with a lot of tricks. Don't do a uh, gown. Don't do a ballad. So it felt like it was saying, like, basically go be a show pony and then these other people can do what they want. That, I uh, think, was the more specific, um, like, uh, examples that were used. Oh, then maybe, then I guess they're not at all the same thing. Okay. No, but so we joke about it. What I'm saying is when yeah. I book people, I book them because I like them or I've seen their art or I've watched a performance of theirs and I'm like, oh, I really like that. So when I book them, I'm like, I like your aesthetic. I like your zhuzh. I like everything you do. Um, I'm not going to tell somebody what to perform. They always ask, like, what does the audience like? And it's like, the audience likes what every audience likes. They like a high energy quick four minute like fun mix that goes on a a ride and it gets bigger and builds and then it's over yeah that i mean that's what an audience likes that's what any fucking audience likes but i'm not gonna tell somebody please don't do a spoken word mix that's eight minutes long because it's not my place to tell them how to do their art but in a show when i have like six people lined up and everyone does a number that is six minutes long that is it's it's crazy to me. Like, if I'm booked for two numbers, one of my numbers will be five or six minutes. But my other number, and maybe this is just how L.A. works. Because I know in Houston, when I did a show out in Houston, the girls were doing 11-minute mixes. Right. And they were there's like doing also, full doubles also... two times, and that's what people want. So, I, again, it's like, I don't know. There's different regions for drag, so I don't know how to do it. But I want to say, okay, all this is leading to, I want to tell people, like, Please understand that spoken word is hard in a gay bar. And like four minutes is kind of the max. I think think you should create a, like a generic response that you send to everybody. Cause you already have this. You're like, we start our show on time. This is not drag time. The show starts promptly at 1030 or whatever. Like I remember when I got booked, you like sent this message. I would then include, um, Fat Slut has a reputation of being a really high energy, like performance focused party. But then, but then I don't want to limit what people want to do. Uh, let me finish, and okay, then sorry. you write. Here's what really has worked in the past: high energy reveals, gags, costume changes, no eight minute numbers. Here's what doesn't do as well: anything with spoken word, slow songs, anything that is just like a, a straight performance with no twist. Best of luck. You know what I mean? Like, But I don't so, mind a straight performance with no twist. That's the thing. But I was like, they can't both be that. But then they both also can't be eight-minute things. It's like there's you have to think about what you're... Uh. But what I'm saying is you give them the information. 
And if they cannot glean from that information, because guess what? You could book someone who comes with a six-minute fucking ballad, and it could be so sickening that they shake the building because they're that yeah. kind of a performer, and you would love that. So all you're doing is providing them with a, here's what is normally very successful, here's what doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, so it's like, it's kind of on you if it, like, dang, because who was, Miss Ma'am, she came and literally did a full-blown, like, three-minute monologue. Spoken for one word, of the, there was no numbers. music And in they it. were banging on the fucking tape, uh, on the stage for yes, her. So exactly. it's like the rule, there's exceptions to every rule. But, like, so not that's everything why I'm saying you don't set it up like a exception. rule, you just give them the information. Because it was a long show, everybody. Every, it was a very long show. And we were going back to back to back. And I was like, there's no breaks for bar sales. And I don't know if y'all know this, but part of the job is you try to get everyone to sell, like, you buy alcohol. And they buy alcohol when the show is done. But if the show yes. is too long. <laughs> it was like a spy. I was truly spiraling that night. I think, I mean, listen, it's your night. It's your show. And I think the whole point is you get to curate it. And as the curator, you give the performers as much information as they want. I know that, like, I have gone out of town to an event and gotten there, and it's been time to perform. And I have a six-minute mega mix, but the audience is seated, ready for a show. And I'm like, what? And they're like, do you have more mm -hmm. songs? And I'm like, no one gave me the information that they wanted a full concert. I thought this was a club night. So that, I mean, I learned very early on to ask a whole bunch of questions. And, you know, for me, when I went to Fat Slut, it was only after I had been there once or twice that I performed and I knew exactly how to build like a set that was perfect for Fat Slut. That being said, it was an incredible lineup. They were all so good. <laughs> Fucking China Mulani. She ate, girl. She ate. She ate. And she just said, oh, no, the one thing was a mix from one song to the other. But, but again, there was a, that was the accepted, exception to the rule. Like, yeah. they loved it. They were pounding on the stage. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's just know what you're good at. But next month, October 21st, Fat Slut, we have Dali, winner of Dragula. All, what was it called? You trying to suck dick? What are you up to? I'm just, she's booked for the 21st with Abora, Mama St. Morton, and Black Tea from DTLA. Oh, because it's a spooky, uh, spooky one. Yeah. Or I, well, I told them, I said, I, this time I said, Dolly and Abora are there. They might do spooky. It's October, but do whatever you want. So what you do is you're just going to get on the show every month and complain after not taking any proactive action. Uh, you know what? I will. I'm gonna send this. I'm gonna send this message today, and it's gonna make me very uncomfortable. And it's gonna be screenshotted and shared. And it's gonna be like meatballs, a bitch. You won't let me do my art. Start it with a disclaimer, like the boulets. Your drag is your art, and all art is valid. But let me just give you some information about what is normally successful here at this club. I Yeah, I send them a, an email and a side video, and the side video is just my hands gesturing, and I'm like, read it with the hands. With bugles on your hands. With bugles on my fingers. All right, let's take a break. And we're back. 
okay, so tell me the story about last night at the party. Again, almost cried earlier on this call because I didn't get to go. No, this is so dumb. Okay. I was eating, um, I ate a little, and then we the were- Oh, tell me about the food. It was good. It was good. There were like sliders and a bunch of crudite and a ch- charcuterie boards, and there was ice cream. Charbucci cat. And <laughs> cookies. Oh, the Bucci Cat shirts will be in Atlanta, by the way. I hope you have a merch stand because I'm bringing all of them to Atlanta. Okay. I'm just saying. All of them? I could bring like some of each size. Thank you. Yes, we have so many, everybody. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um, and, anyways, and thank you all for those recent candles purchases. Those are still for sale on my big cartel. Um, so we were, we, I was eating, um, in the kitchen and I had my plate. They let you in the house? I had, the whole party was in the house. They had, uh, a couple of napkins. What was the art like? You would have loved the house was really cool. Fuck! They had a couple napkins on the table. I'm sorry. I had my plate. Glass, by the way. No cater waiter. I mean, it was all cater waiter, but it was classy cater waiter. Um. All the glasses at the bar were glass too. Oh yeah, honey. This was we were surrounded by millionaires. <laughs> what was interesting about the party it was like it was like I would say it was like half regular people, half Hollywood industry millionaires because there were a lot of like just families who work with this like nonprofit organization. There were like mm-hmm. kids there and foster families and like you know like it was like a mix of that. Yeah, they had orphan children there for sure. Not no 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 no. They had kids with their families, like placed in oh, foster, foster families, kid. who were then taking pictures with the pit crew. It was great. Okay, anyhow, um, but I had my plate. A single tear. Do you see I was, that? Yeah, I was eating at, at the kitchen island, standing talking to my friend, and there were some napkins that I had in my one hand, and I set them down, and then I set my plate down, and then I was gesturing to him, and then I was, like, picking off the plate, and then some man, like, reached across my body and, like, went, I thought was, like, grab, like grabbing my plate to take it away, but it had, like, half of a burger on it. So I, I like, turned, and I was like, oh, oh, and then he looked at me, and I was like, oh, I thought he was, like, a waiter, and I was just gonna be like, oh, I'm not done yet, and he was, like, just a guest, and he was like, Oh, I'm just going to grab. And then he just took the napkins. And the napkin, it's not like someone spilled the drink and he was like, oh, shoot, does anyone have any napkins? Like, quickly. It was like he was trying to get a cookie and wanted to use the napkins and sort of somehow thought they were like everyone's napkins. But they were like next to my plate on the counter. That's weird behavior. I was incredibly rude to him yeah sometimes you are rude and you don't know it but like you can be i like i like kind of snap like any any normal person would be like "Uh uh-oh and he would be like oh napkins and i would be like oh yeah oh yeah sure there's an extra one here you go i was like sorry what and he was like oh i just needed some napkins i was like yeah these are mine i thought you were trying to take food off my plate and he was like, oh, no, just wanted napkins. And I was like, okay, well, there are some in the other room. Like, I was rude. And I didn't mean to be. And I didn't know what was happening. And I, like, it just, like, jumped out of me. And then kind of for the rest of the night, I was just like, I hate 
that all I can think about when going to a Hollywood party is like, who is that person? And will that fucking tiny interaction bite me in the ass later in my career or my life? It will. Oh, it will. And like, I kind of, we'll be out, we'll be out pitching our TV show. We'll walk into a meeting. I'll be in full drag. I'll have spent all day getting in drag for this meeting. We get there and it's him. That's what's going to happen. I kind of feel like I played it off. Like I really thought he was reaching for food off my plate. And before we can even sit down, <laughs> he's he's going to pull out a napkin from his pocket and said, throw it at you and say, there's your fucking napkin. Get and he's going to ask us to leave. Office. We'll be escorted out. So I may have ruined our entire careers on this tiny little napkin scenario. My My apologies. Now, we've come to the point in the show where Meatball is going to tell us her feelings on the beautiful motion picture film Cat Fight. Oh, my God. Starring Anne Heche and Sandra. Oh. You really forced me to watch that thing. It, I, it was bad. Yes, keep going. You can't just say one. Oh, word I thought about you froze. It. You were just staring at me. I'm just um, waiting for you to keep talking about it. It was bad. It was shot weird. Some of the scenes needed color correction. It was I do understand why you like it because it was too long and it dragged on, but I get like it was just not a good movie. And I didn't, like, have any compassion for either of the characters throughout it, which I guess is kind of the point. It's like, when one's at their low point, you're supposed to feel bad for them, but it's like, I didn't feel bad for either of them. And I didn't like watching those fight scenes, because it was those were bad, too. Did you notice that in the... Okay, so the premise of the film is... Do you want to say the premise? Okay, the premise of the film is Sandra Oh and... What's her name? Anne Heche were, like, friends mm-hmm. in college. And they run into each, and Sandra Oh is super, has a super rich husband and a son who wants to be an artist, but she's like, don't be an artist. I knew an artist in college and she was a fucking nightmare. And she's living her best life and she's doing whatever she wants. And then she goes to a party for her husband and her husband's like, oh, I think you might be an alcoholic. And then they go to this party and she gets fucking drunk. And one of the cater waiters at the event is Anne Heche, that girl from college that she hated. They got, and then they get into a huge cat fight. And it puts Sandra O oh in a coma. Sandra O oh wakes up from the coma like two years later. Her child is dead because he went into the army because she said not to be an artist. Well, you don't have to say every beat of the film. Oh. I was going to say two friends from college who are at very different places in their life run into each other and have this like physical altercation. And then they essentially flip flop from destitution to success in like in yeah. their lives back and forth over back many forth years of time. Until the very end. And don't say what happens in the end. It's a psycho. Do you remember what happened in the end? They just keep fighting and then the camera turns back on, right? Uh huh. But neither of them dies, right? Oh, I thought she killed her at the end. Wait, who killed who? No, I think they just fade away as they're like fighting in the woods. Yeah. 
I, what anyway. what to me was crazy about the film is all of the fight sequences. The um, the audio design is like pow, slam, bang, shit. Like like it's it's like overly comically sound designed. Yeah, I did. I mean, yeah, f- it, it is like an absurdist thing. Like when she wakes up and they're like. They're like, oh, your son died, and your husband's dead, and you have no money. Like, it just, like, piling it on. It was funny. And it felt like a play. But I don't think- the way, the yeah. amount of symbolism and repetition felt very much like a play. Yes. I don't, I just couldn't get, I like, was surprised I at the them. cast. I was like, these people are all, but I think the film came out in 2008, which means I feel like Sandra Oh did it before Killing Eve, because now she's such a prestige actor. I don't know. She went to the Queen's funeral. She did go to the Queen's funeral. That's how prestigious she is. Apparently, she's based, I think, is she Canadian? Right, but I mean, all good actors are. But yeah, the Killing Eve is not an an American show. All right. Well, British thanks show. so much. Listen, Why are you I, tapping your? Did you get filler? I know no, you I got, got a facial. facial. I got a facial yesterday. Did they do that thing when they put the steam like I was completely near your face? Literally the entire time, completely asleep. And when I left, how can you sleep during that? It was a They're fifty like minute scraping your skin. It was a fifty minute facial. My appointment was at three twenty, and when I left, what time do you think it was? Five twenty. No. It was four o'clock, and I was like, "The math ain't math, and you owe me ten more minutes." Miss Thing was like, "You're all done." She woke me up, and then as I was leaving, because girl, those facials are like a hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, they're expensive. I feel luminous, luscious, amazing. Yeah, you look fantastic, great. youthful, and fantastic. Um, now I wouldn't have gotten the facial the same day I was doing something. I would have waited a day. It wasn't like a, no, she like cleansed, exfoliated, did a hydrating mask and did some extractions and like one or two other things. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like a scraping thing. Oh. So maybe I'm overpaying. No. I think just a basic facial. Like that's, that sounds about right. It's too much money, girl. All right, listen, we got to end. I got to extract at home. Well, you got some things to extract. Yeah, bumps and lumps. We're talking about them now. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which comes out every Tuesday and Friday. Bumps and you can follow lumps. us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod or make sure to follow Mom Podcasts everywhere, including YouTube, Instagram, and the Tiki Takis. You can follow us on and the Instagram. And we hope you enjoyed that Hot Ones Dipper. episode. Sorry. Yeah, the whole the whole Hot Ones episode is out on Inst- or YouTube. Too many apps. Um, don't forget to call us with your own fuck talk story at 213-536-9180 and leave a voicemail or an email at sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Goodbye. Mom. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper... And Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 